Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Coach Josh. I want to officially welcome you guys out to another, uh, how can I put this, uh, dating prep live Q&A. Um, typically on Thursdays, I do um, a book um, study in my, in my fourth book, The Purpose of Freedom, How to Untie Soul Ties and Strongholds. So, But today, I'm in transition these last two weeks, getting back into work. So I'm going to be doing a lot more live Q&As. What's going on, Jessica? What's going on, Marissa? Hope you guys and gals doing exceptionally well. If this is your first time to my channel, I want to welcome you. My name is Coach Josh. I'm here to help make help you make sense of life. And this channel is designed to help you grow spiritually for God's optimal use. If you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the bell. Uh, leave a comment, a thumbs up. Just engage with the Unpluggers community here that I have on YouTube. I also want to welcome everyone who's listening or watching later on YouTube, or listening later on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. I want to say thank you all so much for listening and watching through those avenues. But let's get right into the comment section <clears throat> and say my hellos. Let me know where you guys and gals are watching from. Hey, what's up, Simba? What's up, Miss SJ? What's going on? Mariah J, Tasha Bell, what's going on? Jordan, what's going on? How you doing? Michelle Miller, what's going on? Kia Clark, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Tristan, what's going on? Lizzie, what's up? What's up? Tasha Bell, uh, Lemu, Colia, I think that's your name. Nice to meet you, Jessica from New York, California, Tennessee, <laughs> Murfreesboro. There you go. South Carolina, down the street from me, St. Louis, Thompson, Georgia, Thomaston, Georgia, Atlanta, Mississippi. What's going on, Jersey? What's up, Stephen? What's up, fam? From Jersey. Cartersville, Georgia. What's going on? Gary, Indiana. New York in the building. LA. Oh, y'all in here on this evening. Southern Cal. Thank you all so much for joining. Buffalo, New York. Dover, Delaware. Man, we got a lot of people from around the states and around the world watching us now. But who's got the first question? <clears throat> I know, Michelle, I probably pronounced your city all the way off. But but let's get right into the Q&As. Maryland, what's up? What's up? I won't be before you guys too long. I had a long day at work, but I want to make sure I add value to you guys' life consistently. What's up? Uh, Simba says, hey, coach, my question is, how do I control my thoughts when it comes down to sexual discipline? Good question. How do I control my thoughts when it comes to sexual discipline? First off, you got to occupy that idle time. Sexual uh, thoughts comes when there's idleness, right? Or sometimes sexual thoughts will just invade your mind and you have no way of knowing where it came from. But the best thing that helps me is, number one, I already have established in my mind how to cast down that vain imagination because I know, first off, I'm married. Number two, whatever woman is out there cannot do nothing for me. And number three, <clears throat> I know that this, no matter if I... If I follow this thought trail, I'm only going to find myself at a dead end in sin. You see what I'm saying? So those type of uh, mental uh, barriers in your mind keeps those thought patterns for forming. Because whatever thoughts you have, if you give it time, it will produce thought patterns and then establish um, um, you walking down that path and actually manifesting lustful um <clears throat> lustful moments. So what I will also do is just make sure that you continue to practice, even in the midst of sexual onslaughts of thoughts, practice casting down that vein imagination and really thinking three to four moves ahead that if I entertain this thought too long, my body's going to get involved, arousal is going to get involved. And then about time the arousal kicks in uh, for a lot of people is a little bit too late, but also be productive. What helped me? It was getting productive, like like having something occupied at idle time. And like I tell a lot of fellas, be too tired to even scroll on anything sexual. You see what I'm saying? Be too tired because you've been too busy fulfilling the Lord's will for that specific day. 
I hope that helps, fam. But always think thoughts. Now, don't think it all the way through in regards to entertain those thoughts, but think those thoughts all the way through and say, man, this thought is really not going to be beneficial to me. This thought's only going to build my lust and build <clears throat> arousal. And that's just not where you want to be. Uh, but also occupy that idle time with 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 um, with with productivity. Find your purpose. Be proactive. Have goals. Have things to fill up your day. And when you do, if it's extreme levels, that's when you seek accountability that can check in on you. Um, um, that's when you begin to kind of. Uh, um, plug yourself into your local church or begin to get a little bit more proactive. But mainly the first thing, the best thing I can say is, is being completely honest with God and say, God, I repent and I submit myself to you. I need your help with this. Give me the supernatural resources and the supernatural energy to get through this. Hope that helped you, man. But definitely go to my, I know you probably watched a lot because I know you're a, a follower of mine. You probably watched a lot of uh, videos of mine. Um, but but it's always good to kind of because the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And that will kind of help you reshape, reframe your mind so that you can have a better frame of mind, if that makes sense. Aries, what's going on? Uh, Leah Jenkins says, God told me who my husband is now. OK, God told me who my husband was. Now what? Now the best thing I can tell you to do is do nothing. Let God reveal publicly what he revealed to you privately, because the best way to deepen your faith in God is to watch God unfold what he already told you in private. When you begin to see God unfold things, the unfolding of that person being your husband will be um, um, the conf more confirmation and that will deepen your joy. God loves for, for us to allow him to do his part. Because in him doing his part would deepen our faith to him would deepen like, wow, God, this really is. Because no matter who you get with, there's going to be um, challenging moments in a relationship. There's going to be times where you're going to question the relationship and you need that reservoir of, of, of confirmation to help you go forward. So what I would tell you to do as the woman is to let God do it. Let God put y'all together. Don't because, because when God reveals it, when God manifests without your effort, then, then you will have that stamp of approval that this is 100% certified organic match made in heaven. But if you start getting involved, you, you will either mess it up or, or it could just be something that was in you, but really wasn't God. So the best way to prove that it was God speaking to you is to let God put it all together. <clears throat> so every woman that's listening to me right now, you do not want to stifle the leadership of a man, the pursuit of a man. There, there's a reason why God put in us uh, the, the pursuer in, uh, motor that we're supposed to initiate because that plays a part. In his leadership, some women uh, uh, go out there and just start telling the man, hey, you my husband, whatever. And one of two things going to happen to that man. Either you're going to scare that man off or number two, you're going to stifle that man's growth. And then he's 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 going to um become lazy in the pursuit of you because you made it so easy. So that's why the woman has to really give herself the oppor God the opportunity, give God the opportunity to reveal what his will let God reveal the will so that that man can feel like he played a part in the pursuing category and I don't I don't disbelieve that God can't show the woman first but let the man still pursue first if that makes sense <clears throat> Michelle what's going on I have a question about entrepreneurship and the residual income all right let's uh let me see if I'm scroll down and see if you wrote the question but if that's your specific question I'll go ahead and hammer it here 
So basically, each and every one of us are creative. The first work ever done was through the Father. The Bible says, um, in the beginning, God created. God is a creative, and God created us to be creatives as well. And I really believe that each and every one of us should walk in ownership of our creative entities. Any type of intellectual property you have, you must own that property. You see what I'm saying? Every book that I've wrote, everything that I've done, I own the intellectual property of it so that anyone that moves in or anyone that's interested in it, I get, I get a good percentage of that property because I own it. And secondly, I, I, God has created me to be a distribution center. And if God trusts you with the idea, that means he trusts you with the residual income that comes with that. And because every entrepreneur has to understand that their pursuit of, of, of business, their pursuit of entrepreneurship, they got to make sure their mindset is focused on this money doesn't belong to me. This business doesn't belong to me. This entrepreneurial endeavor doesn't belong to me. It was a gift that was given to me by God to steward, to manifest it and gift it to the world while giving God glory for the residuals and, and being strategic with the monies that come with it. Stewardship is all based upon the lordship of Christ. The lordship of Christ in our lives will, will, will be evident in our stewardship. That's something wrong with, with, with making money, but you have to have you have to make money for a mission, you have to make money for a reason. And, and there's nothing wrong with getting a home, getting a car, but everything has to still, even in excess, be led by the spirit of God. Now, when it comes to residual income, God talked about uh taking care of your children's children. God wants each and every one of us to be generational in our thinking, meaning. That right now I'm working hard so that about time I'm 35 or 40 years old, I'm eating off the fruits of my labor and the fruits of my labor is manifesting at such a high level quietly because one thing about me, I want to make my money quietly. Let me give you a tip. Make your money quietly. There's a difference between uh, um, pursuing riches and having a wealth mindset. There's a lot of people who want to be rich, but they don't have the wealth mindset. Wealthy people, wise, wealthy people, you will never see their wealth. You'll know they're wealthy. You'll know that they're stewards, but you won't know their wealth. So what I tell people is don't make money to show your money. Make your money quietly so no one can come in and steal your money. You see, but God wants us to think generationally. So it's crazy how many people choose a career, but in choosing their career, kill their creativity. I think each and every one of us, every one of us, each of us are creatives that God wants us to create. God may have, you don't know what God has inside of you because the Bible says it's the gift. Your gift will make room for you and bring you before great people and not just obscure men. And that's important. You should be, while you work in your job, find out if there's any type of creative pursuit, entrepreneurial endeavor that God has for you. Utilize the money over here, work and, and fund this and watch it grow so that you can have the residual income come in your life. Because if I didn't bust my butt in my singleness and write these six books, created those two card games, created this YouTube channel, we wouldn't be having excess in our household now because the government job that I have through the school system, they don't pay that much. You know what I'm saying? I love my job, but I'm more valuable than the pay they give, but I know I'm there for a reason. So now this extra money over here is helping create the uh, the 
pots so that when when coach goes viral or when that moment happens and it's going to happen pretty soon, Lord willing, all those pots will fill up. Now, let me tell you all about my residual. I got six books, right? Working on my seven. We got, we're talking about completed uh, uh, things that I've created, right? Six books, two card games. That's eight, right? YouTube, speaking engagements, CMS. That's 11 residual income pots. Now, Coach, right now, I'm at 54,000 subscribers. I haven't had that big moment yet. I know wherever God takes me, I'm fine. But when that big moment comes, all those books, pots are going to rise to the surface. And then now I can build on top of that, investing in other creative ideas, the other 26 book ideas, the other 14 car ideas. So about time I'm 50, 60 years old, Coach can be more free because there's no financial burden. The number one thing that keeps people from going forward in the mightiness and then the power of God is financial burdens and personal frustration <clears throat> or, 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 or external friction, right? So you got friction, frustration, and financial burdens are probably the three things or the need of fellowship, right? Keeps people from going forward in the things of God. Listen. I want to get into a place and you should desire to get into a place where there's no financial strain on you because the devil wants us in debt while God wants us in wealth. Wealth doesn't mean everybody's going to get a million dollars. We're talking about he wants everybody to be good stewards. Stewardship will take you from making five to making it 10, to turning 10 into 100, 100 to 1,000, 1,000 to 5,000, 5 to 20, 20 to 50, 50 to 100, 100 to a million. That's stewardship based upon your ability. So to help you specifically, I do believe that everyone has creativity in them. And it's important for you to have creative sessions with God to find out the specific things that he may want you to do. Because I didn't know I was an author until I was 20 years old, but I got to it. And I'm so glad the young J.E., the young Josh, the young coach was faithful in those frustrating moments because the residual checks that I get from, from what he finished when I finished in a young, my younger self, I'm so glad. And But how many of y'all right now could have been at least making something in the residual category if you would have just started? Yes, I had the same insecurities. Yes, I had the same doubts. Yes, I had the same haters, but I got it done. I believe there's an entrepreneur or ownership, ownership and stewardship in each of God's believers. And I think when you maximize your, uh, um, your stewardship, and your entrepreneurship or your creative ship, and then add stewardship on top of that, you'll be able to see residual income come into your life and God will then make room for you. And then you'll be making room for your children's children. And I don't believe in the passing on of wealth crippling grandkids. That's when the men and women come up and train the children on how to be stewards, right? So that's my answer to that question. What's going on to Committed to Christ, North Carolina? What's up? What's up? My first time catch you live. Thanks for watching me live, fam. What's up, Divine 15? Nicole Crawford says, hey, coach, how do I let go of a relationship that's been over for years? Please help. Hmm. Hey, coach, how do I let go of a relationship that's been over for years? Please help. Um, <clears throat> come bring into remembrance why it's over. What I always tell people, even in my one-on-one -on -one coaching, and if you need one-on-one -on -one coaching, hit me up. We have some spots left in September and October if you want coaching sessions. But what I'll tell people all the time is, is to journal, 
most people, they keep things up here and that's when you mess yourself up. But when you take those thoughts out of here and put it on paper, then you're able to see like, wow, I'm wasting my time. What I often tell people is try to estimate or guesstimate how much time you dwell on a person. And when a person gives me a figure like, well, I think I put, I, I probably waste two hours a week. I say that's two hours on something that's not benefiting you now. Get a sheet of paper or a journal and, 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 or, or just, or a system that helps you systematically process why that relationship is over. Meaning number one, the pros and cons, the reasons why it's over. And then when you find yourself in a funk or you find yourself in a situation, you can go over those things to keep your mind afresh on why you are moving forward. But the real thing is you got to go all the way back to the beginning of this thing to realize or to investigate, are there any unforgiveness towards yourself? Is it something that you may have done that you didn't forgive yourself? Number two, did you find your identity in that relationship? Because oftentimes when we find our identity in other relationships, when the relationships die, we die too. A part of us dies. And what happens is we try to, uh, uh, it's hard for us to find ourselves because we allowed ourselves to be lost in something that was, 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 wasn't for us in the beginning. So what you have to do is you have to repent of that and say, Heavenly Father, I repent of even thinking this way because my identity should be in you. I welcome you, Holy Spirit, into my life to refurbish and refresh and renew my mind, to see myself the way you see me and utilize me in the ways you desire so that I can continue to move forward and be faithful in the things of God. Because what you don't need to do is waste time uh, 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 over something that is over. <clears throat> you hear me? So. You got to look at what conceived it. Did you lose your, a part of yourself in a relationship? Is there any unforgiveness towards the person in yourself? You got to go all the way to the conceptual points of your current feelings. And, there, and the Holy Spirit will show you what you need to confess, what you need to repent of, and what you need to do to renew your mind that process. Most times people never deal with the source of the problem, but always the symptoms. The symptoms is you can't get over him at this point. The source is maybe there's an issue with your dad. Maybe there was an issue with your mom. Maybe there was an issue or insecurities inside of you. And when you begin to find those different things, then you will begin to see, wow, that's the gatekeeper, door holder, demon that's keeping these other demonic interferences to keeping me dwelling on something that is dead. Hope that helped. If it's been over for years, then that means you wasted those years. And listen, what you don't have time is time to waste. Hope that helped. Jennifer, what's going on? Says, when you constantly think about a person, is it because you share a sexual soul tie with them or just genuinely miss them? If you have sex with them, it's definitely sex. When you constantly, because a part of you, a part of you engage with that individual intimately. And since there's so many layers when it comes to, it's crazy how people, I'm not talking about you, I'm just going down a rabbit hole, will, will, will give up their bodies and not realize the consequences. And so for your specific situation, because I don't want to get into a rabbit hole and not 
to answer your question. If there were any type of sexual experiences, man, chances are there's still a tie. Now, the tie is still there because you're dwelling on it. You giving you giving source to it. You you tightening the rope. You're you're allowing it to come close to you. Now, you have to ask yourself these questions: Why can I not get over him? Why am I still thinking about him? Is there is is it, it, do I are there in, any insecurities inside of me? Do I feel like I'm nothing without this individual and all those kind of things, right? Because if it is sexual, then you have to continuously walk the path of purity so that you can continue to uh, uh, allow the Holy Spirit to purify your perspectives, letting you know that you still God's daughter. There's nothing for you to stress over, that God still has a great man for you, no matter what your past is. And there's a lot of women that message me and they say, Josh, since I was uh, sexually active in my past, is God really going to give me a good man? I said, man, who you think God is? You think God just only going to bless his elite soldiers? Nobody's elite. Nobody's better than the next person. If you're willing to allow your mind to be renewed, which will renew your actions, which will birth a fruitful life, God will give you the man of God of your dreams. And you may possibly have to forgive yourself or maybe you or 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 let that part of you go and move forward into the person that you that God wants you to be. Yeah, and you could genuinely miss them, but you got to say, you know, uh, why do I miss this person? Because obviously, if they're not in my life, then it was a mismatch. You see what I'm saying? And if it's a mismatch, then there's no need for me to miss what's not even what, because when you begin to miss a person, a part of you still latching on them. So there needs to be some self evaluation, self analysis that you need to do to really process have I not forgiven myself? Do, did I mess up this relationship so I feel bad because it was my fault that it ended? Do I not believe God? Uh, do I believe God has someone special for me still? Those type of questions. And make sure you go back to the 19, 18, 20 minute mark when this video posts to kind of hear all the stuff that I forgot that I've said to kind of help you process to see and, and why do I miss this person? And if it is some sexual stuff, you got to give that over to God and say, God, continue to purify my heart, purify my mind. So I don't so the enemy won't utilize the sex to make you miss them. And sometimes we forget that when you have sex with a person, your body registers that individual as the sole person to give you sexual pleasure. Now, your body may be groaning for them, groaning for them because because it was a pleasurable experience. And when we have pleasurable experience sexual with a person, your body is registering to you. Yo, this is boo. This is bae. This is husband. This is wife. And then when you go peers without that person sexually satisfying you, your body will have you groaning for it. Imagine going without your favorite meal from your favorite restaurant for a period of time. After some time, your body's going to naturally groan to go eat that uh, chicken parmesan. It's going to naturally groan to see what he's doing with what, with what he has. And that's what traps a lot of women and men to go back to exes because <clears throat> their body has registered. Now, how to unregister a person sexually in your life to unregister them is to is to allow God to renew your mind on the fact and let that go and forgive them. And when you confess that, Father, I have sinned sexually with the person, I counsel this demonic tie to them. I sever it through the anointing and power of God. And this person will no longer be used against me for sexual manipulation and sexual um, um, uh, influence. 
in the name of Jesus. I'm going to walk in purity. And every time, because that you when you do it in the spirit realm, it's settled. Now you got to get your natural body weaned off of that. You see what I'm saying? And when you begin to wean it off, it's just basically a, a renewing your mind on your self-worth. Um, um, every time those thoughts arise, you cast down those vain imagination and recycle the prayer that I said at the 22 minute marker. All right. And then continue the process and the Holy Spirit will help you down the line. Hope that helped everyone else that may be dealing with that same situation. Stephen says, I've had issues trying to understand soul ties. Is that biblical or is that man-made? Good question. I've been researching for this for a long time and praying for revelation. Maybe you can for sure, Stephen. Um, soul ties is not in the Bible. It's not a term or a word that's in the Bible, but the Bible often talks about the, the mending of souls that uh, when a man and woman comes together and become one flesh, the Bible talks about that this person knew his wife or 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 you saw in, in story form how David and Bathsheba and what he did and that tie he had to Bathsheba, this Bathsheba must have been really good at what he or she did because that man ended up killing or, or it wasn't even about her. Maybe she wasn't good, but he was so tied to lust that it caused him to kill a man and possibly destroy his kingdom. Now, when it comes down to um, um, the term or the phrase that is used periodically in modern times to express when two souls come together sexually or just even common sense that if a person you can people I always get this analogy back in the day with Justin Bieber there's girls who never back in back in the young days that never met Justin Bieber but in but because they overindulged themselves in the idea of him being whoever to them, they so became overly invested in the individual that any action that that person or he did affects them. That same happened with, with people that we with today. Any person that you make God in your life, make a uh, um, uh, higher than where they should, your soul becomes overly invested in them. And now all of a sudden your mind, your heart, your will go is over invested tied to them and all of a sudden anything that they do affects you because you tied if they go high you go high if they go low you go low now there are proper soul ties or proper connections let's give it a better term there's proper connections and there's improper connections soul ties improper improper soul ties proper improper connections that's just basic um, human connections that when you, like my wife, we have a proper connection. Now, if I make her God to me or I put her above God, then I have a, now it turns from a proper connection to an improper connection because now my mind and my heart is overly invested in who I've made her to be to me. But if I keep her at her proper place as spouse, as wife and not God, then I'll always have proper communication, proper connection, proper uh, uh, fellowship with her because she's in her rightful place. Anyone or anything you put above God, your soul by default will overly connect itself to that person. And then that the demons that are surrounding that situation will begin to, begin to utilize that individual or entity or item to manipulate you emotionally, cause you to be all over the place. That's why you got to snip, snip the improper connection connections, modify your connections that are proper and 
uh, modify them to make them proper. We're talking about spouse, children, because there's a lot of parents that have made their children's God to them or made their children's more than where they should, that they begin to live vicariously through their children, that no matter what they children do, they get upset, get offended, get messed up by it, and their whole world is off kilter because of what they child did. That's why when you are properly connected to God, you don't have to worry about being all over the place. The Bible says, if you do not hate your mother, father, son, daughter, or your own life, you're not fit to be my disciple. That word hate means love less. And my pastor said something very powerful uh, last night Wednesday service was that God, Jesus has to be in between our relationships, meaning that the only way you can love them properly is if Jesus is in between y'all. Because now you will be able to see that individual through the right eyes, the right perspective, and the Holy Spirit will be able to modify the way you view that individual and put them in their rightful place so they won't be used against you. Anything or anyone you place above God can be and will be used against you, tugging you, having you all over the place. So when it comes to understanding soul ties, just think about proper and improper connections of your soul. Your soul houses, uh, your, um, your soul houses six things, I believe. Uh, it, it, it holds your thoughts. It holds your memories. It holds your ideas. It holds your knowledge. It holds your, oh man, emotions. And there's one more. It holds your thoughts. It holds your memories. It's in my first book. It holds your thoughts, memories, ideas knowledge, and some other things. And anytime a person gets involved with that improperly, now your thoughts are always, the, it, uh, <clears throat> it happens with exes. If your ex even posts that she's living her best life without you, your whole day messed up. That shows you still have an improper connection to that person. If you, if that person calls you or tweets you, makes you feel like that they miss you. Now you hype for three or four hours. You see what I'm saying? Or that person who, who just wants to have a, a, a booty call with you or just want to manipulate you and use you. Soon as they call you, you hop to it. That just shows you have an improper tie to them. And the only way you can cause those ties to be cut off is to is to reestablish your connection with God, understanding your adoption, the righteousness that comes with it, understand who you are in him as a son, Stephen, as a son in him and operate on behalf of the kingdom and advancing his ideas and advancing his kingdom. And then you will find yourself so caught up in God and so connected to God that you will begin to see who you're connected to properly and properly and know how to deal with them accordingly. So I have an issue trying to understand soul ties. Is that a biblical or is that man-made? The term is definitely man-made. It's not in the Bible, but there, but there is value and validity in the term soul tie, your soul being tied to something properly, improperly. In my book, The Purpose of Freedom, um, it talks about those soul ties and it talks about the purpose of freedom, being free from unnecessary ties so that you can fulfill the God given purpose inside of you. But I have a ton of videos on soul ties. If you haven't seen them yet, just type in Joshua Ezzy and soul ties. There's about at least 10 or 12 videos available now in my book on Amazon as well. Hope to help fam. Good question though, bro. Uh oh, scroll down too far. I got 15 more minutes and I got to go. Good questions, y'all. Good stuff. Divine 50 says, what do you think of people using manifesting techniques to get what they desire? Example, water quant. I don't even know. I don't know what that means, but I, I could tell you, I can, I understand, I can probably understand what category those things are in. Now, 
those people got demons assisting them. You know, remember when Moses was out there in front of Pharaoh and when Moses threw, when they, um, when Moses or when they threw down their sticks, they turned into snakes. But when Moses threw his stick down and ate his snakes, they, they got witches, not witches, but they got demons working on their behalf. Um, and, and usually those people, even though they manifest things into their life, those things that they desire, even though they use demonic means to get them, will still destroy them. Demons don't help you for free. Demons, they, demons just don't assist you for free. Chances are those people are tormented or they're overly ambitious for the demonic cause. And those individuals are just warped mentally, demonically possessed and stay away from those individuals. That's why I tell people, man, I do this often. I counsel every curse, spell, hex, voodoo. I counsel everything that may love potions. I counsel everything that may be thrown my way and I return it to the sender. You know what I'm saying? I keep myself clean because I know I'm a target. When I do stuff like this, people ain't going to like it. I had witches come to my Bible. So I had witches. I've, I've seen witches face to face. I know people don't like it. I, I know they got job to do too, but I know my, my authority in Christ and I counsel demonic plots and those individuals associated with it. If you go to my website right now, if you need help with spiritual warfare, you go to my website right now. I am unplugged.com forward slash worksheets. Scroll until you see the world war me down download and warfare prayers. That's a free resource for you to help you process demonic uh, 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 um, stuff in spiritual warfare. But yeah, people, if you got to do all that, do stuff, that's demonic. There's one simple way to get what you need to get in life. No, no, no. There's one simple way. Actually, there's no way. You just got to trust God and whatever. You got to be content. That's it. Content with what you have and, and, and grow and change who you are and see what God brings your way. But watch out for those kind of people. Ansi says, I'm 17 and I've been praying for God to reveal to me where he will want me to go for college. But I haven't gotten a confirmation. Does this mean it's up to me? Um, if you're unsure, I will go to a community college. You see what I'm saying? That's just me talking. I'm not, this ain't God talking. It's just my advice. What I would do is if you're unsure about college, if you're unsure about a university, if you're unsure about where you should go, then I wouldn't go nowhere. And it's per, like, it doesn't matter how fast people go. It doesn't matter if people's like, but you're 20. Don't you want to go to college? Listen, I don't move anymore without God confirming things. I don't do major. I don't make major decisions until God confirms it. And this, the fact that you're 17 years old and you're asking that question shows that your maturity, that you that you love God and that you care about his will. And I would I would just, this is what I would do. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I love you. I appreciate you. God, I know what your word says, that when I was in my mother's womb, you fearfully and wonderfully made me. You knew me in my mother's womb. And like Psalms talk about, my souls know it very well. So God, I trust you. I leave this to you. God, I just want to be in your will because I know that your will is the safest place. And I know that the Holy Spirit you've given me will lead and guide me into all truth. Therefore, God, I trust you with college. Now, once you petition at the God one time, you anytime you think about it, you praise that you believe that you receive it. That's it. When 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 you in a situation where you feel pressured about college, no, God already answered that prayer for me. I'm just waiting for the manifestation of it. I praise God in advance. God, I thank you that you I believe that I receive an answer from you. It don't matter if it's a day before the last day of enrollment for every college on campus. God will come. God just wants to stretch your faith. God, not necessarily your faith, 
but he wants to, and he, this uh, was a divine moment where God was showing you that I got you. So you 17, you got time. Never make time make you feel like you don't have time. Don't make people make you feel like you don't have time because you have time. This is your life. If you don't get, if you don't go to a college at all, I didn't graduate and look what God did in my life. I grew up in an era where college was like, you need to graduate and get a job. Now, the last 10 years, I've been out of college for 12 years. In the last 12 years, the world has changed four or five times. So now, me, college is almost an afterthought. Find your purpose. Find out why you're here. Find out what you're gifted at. And then the rest will manifest itself. God's not going to reveal what college you should go to until you first have been allowed him to reveal your calling. Before you go to college, before you get in a, in a companionship or relationship with someone, before you pursue a career, don't, God ain't going to give you none of those things until you are clear about who you are as a creative under the creator and to find out your calling. And then the rest of the things will be manifested. God is not going to skip step one to reveal step two, three, four, five, because part one is part of the revelation of the rest of the things in your life. Great question. God is with you. You got this. Take your time. God will reveal what you need to know in time. Petition to him once, request it once, and the rest of the times praise him in advance for it. And when you get it, praise him even more. All right, got time for maybe two or three more questions. Aries says, hey, coach, I'm having a gut feeling that there is a secret pregnancy by the baby daddy of my children. We haven't been together due to his lies, such a what did I do or how do I react if it's true? Now, are you talking about you got the baby or, or he got a woman by a baby, another woman pregnant? Hey, coach, I'm having a gut feeling that there is a secret pregnancy by the baby dad of daddy of my children we haven't been together due to his love you don't gotta do nothing if now if, if, if you if you got the baby in your oven you had a baby we don't believe in no abortion right here you know what i'm saying you had a baby and, and god and god in his sovereignty had that baby come at the right time if it's your child forgive yourself for what you may have done but don't but don't look at your uh, uh newborn as a sin that's if the baby's yours now if the baby's another woman let that man live his best life you know what I'm saying? What I mean by best life, the best life he think he living. Let, because when a person lives their best life, that life is going to crumble. They're going to realize that wasn't their best life. Let people live their best life in their head. Let people live their best life in their head and then one day to crumble. The prodigal son thought he was living his best life until he was at the pig's pen. So and I understand it's difficult because of, of, of the other lies it may bring to the surface. That's why you got to forgive him. Forgive him for your sake. Let him go for your sake so that you can move on and go where God wants you to go. If he wants to be loosey-goosey, you know what I'm saying, and do what he do with Lucy and them, let him do what he do. As long as it's not affecting you, let him go, count your losses, suffer this loss, and grow from the situation. We haven't been together due to his lies, etc. What did I do or how do I react if it's true? Um, react to God first. You know, react, go to God and vent, get it out your system. So when you face him face to face, none of that stuff will be hitting him because what you don't want is to give the, the, 
the spirit in him, the power to make him feel he can still manipulate and still get back to you, or you in this competitive uh, competition with this woman, and now you want to see if you can woo him back, and 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 who now you got thoughts in your mind? Well, well, was she better than me sexually? Was he? Was she better than me physically? Is she better looking? Man, you don't got time to compete with that. Let it go. Vent the guy. Get it out your system completely, so that when you see him face to face, there won't be no. Uh, and if you know you're gonna see him because y'all have children together, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you don't got the gift of praying in tongues, ask Holy Spirit to give it to you. But in the meantime, prepare yourself. Wusa, you know what I'm saying? Not on Wusa. I don't even know what that. Means. I don't want to tell you nothing that's demonic or nothing like that. But what I want you to do is, is just breathe, give it to God, go see him and ask the Holy Spirit to supernaturally sustain you and give you the words you need to say when you talk to him face to face. Hope they help. Tasha Bell says, my fiance is going through, my fiance is going through a depression. I don't know how to help him. Um... I would keep the relationship at that state until he allowed God to press that depression out of him, right? Because what you don't want to do is marry a restless man. He's still either he's still finding himself. Depression is the fruit is fruit. Some forms of depression because I'm not a clinical individual that knows every form of depression. But there are certain depressions that is the fruit of false dependencies. When you have a false dependency in something other than God, depression is inevitable because now you're going to put your dependency on this job, dependency on you, dependency on your ability, dependency on your accolades. And when those things can't hold you up no more because God will shake everything that you think is holding you up, then all of a sudden depression is inevitable. Sometimes God allows it to happen for you to find the rock, the rock bottom place, right? So what you got to do right now to help him is to be kind, to be understanding, to be um, to be prayerful, and to be a servant, because that's your fiance. Because no matter what relationships, marriage is about not, how can I put this? Marriage, what I've learned is marriage is not Marriage is about how you handle what's thrown at you. Marriage is about how you handle what's thrown at you. Things are going to be thrown your way, and it's, it is it's about how you handle it. So right now you're getting a test, a test on how to serve a man going through a depressive phase. What I also advise women to do and men to do is to go to the, go in your closet, pray to God, say, reveal to me, Heavenly Father, the source of this, and then you go to war for him. And then, you know, when you see him, be nothing but loving, be nothing but kind. <clears throat> but when you're not around him, you you pray that devil off him. You pray that spirit of depression off of that man. You tell that demonic spirit, loose him in the name of Jesus. I command you to loose his mind. He is a, a, a man of God, a son of God. Therefore, God has purpose for him. You go, because listen, when you get married, there's going to be a lot of fights you have to fight, <clears throat> praying in faith to reestablish your fellowship with your significant other to ensure that y'all continue to flow in the faith level y'all need. The thing is, be kind, be nice, be understanding, be patient, but don't be abused. If you if this depression is leading to abusive uh, vocabulary, abusive uh, uh, um, physicalities, distance yourself because you ain't married. The good thing is you ain't married. But don't marry him until he's healed from that. That's my advice. Because you don't want to get in you because marriage only going to magnify what y'all haven't given to the master. Hope to help. I got time for one more, maybe two. 
Jessica Miller says, hey, coach, is it wrong to start up conversations with guys I think are attractive on social media or should I leave that for them to do? I'm not thirsty, but I don't want to come off that way. I wouldn't even talk to him if that's your motive. And now that's not a bad motive. I mean, if you find a guy attractive, I just think I just think we as individuals have to leave those kind of things up to God. When it comes to the kids, I'm going to have one day. I'm leaving them up to God. They're from their names to everything. I'm leaving them up to God. That's a part that I play. But I, I but when it comes to relationships, I always advise people, young women. I, I advise women, don't 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 put yourself out there because messaging someone because they're attractive, you have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I don't believe that God is going to bring that person to me? Am I doing this because I want that man? I want let God do it. That's all. That's the best advice I can give. Let God do it because you don't you don't want to be in a bunch of men's DMs. You don't want to be in a certain man's DM making him feel like it's easy that you're easy because what a, a, a man don't mind losing what he did not work hard for. Because my wife in our dating phase made me work. Her value increased to me. Any woman that throws himself easy at a man or even that, that could be something simple in the eyes of a woman because I find him attractive. I just want to reach out to him. But in the back of a man's mind, he's like, okay, that's flattered. That's uh, that's flattering. That's nice. Well, let me see where this goes. It's so easy that he think that maybe some other things maybe may come easy to him. You come easy for him. See what I'm saying? So what you do, let God, trust God with your singleness, trust God with your relationship and watch him supernaturally bring it all together. One more and I'm done. Yeah, you don't want to come off thirsty, man. Go go to the living well. When you find out, when you find yourself thirsty, drink of him. And the Bible says you will never be thirsty again. Because because you don't want to look. I don't, coach don't want you looking crazy out here, Jessica. I don't want you looking crazy. Out here. I don't want guys thinking that you easy. You're not easy. Martha A says, how do you know if. How do I know if I really forgave someone? I still correspond, love, and would help those people who I've considered offending me. But the heart is deceitful, and you think you forgave. How do I know? Um, when there's no longer a pull, when there's no longer a um, an effective thought. What I mean by that is that thoughts are going to arise about a person. Thought because you're not going. That's why I tell you, be very careful what you do to people because people may forgive, but they won't forget. What I do is when people do anything wrong, I forgive them and then I modify the fellowship. I forgive them. I modify the fellowship. I distance myself because because I ain't going to let you. I know you forgave. I, I, I know you came to me and said, sorry, I know whatever. But, you, you know, you know, I ain't stupid. You burn me once. I ain't never been on your. I ain't gonna never put nothing on your stove again. You know what I'm saying? Something wrong with your heater. You see what I'm saying? So, so what I would tell you is, is um, you know you forgave when there's no feeling, feeling of why am I doing this? Feeling of I shouldn't be doing this. Feeling of whatever, right? If there's still feeling there, you forgave spiritually, but you have to continue to walk in that seventy times seven. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to you're going to find some situation where you may not be on your best day and the devil's going to trick you and thinking that you didn't forgive by putting a thought in your mind in a moment of, of of frustration. And you're going to have these feelings flood because your mind went a certain type of place. 
that's a trick of the enemy to make you feel like you didn't forgive and find you back in condemnation or find you back in odds of that person when you really did forgive. So what you do is, hey, Heavenly Father, I give them over to you. I forgive them. And you have to you have to always constantly have in the forefront of your mind why you have to forgive them. And forgiveness is not about you being better than them or you setting them free. Forgiveness is ultimately making sure that you write in with God because God says, if you, how can you say you love me if you don't love the person? How can you say you love me who you can't see? When you don't, when you can't love the person that you see every day. So what you got to do is be honest with God and be like, you know, am I holding any grudges against this person? And make sure I read your question for real. How do you know if I've really forgave someone? I still correspond love and will help those people who I consider offending me. But the heart is deceitful and you think you forgave. You forgave if you don't feel the feelings no more. And even if you feel the fake feelings. Trust and believe that you did your part spiritually to forgive and rest on the fact that that was sealed, signed, and sent by God. And you don't have to, oh my gosh, am I going to hell? Because now you forgave. Maybe you were in a frustrating point of, of your life at a situation that thought came in your mind and you found those feelings flustered up again. But I, going forward with those individuals, I would just make sure you're not being used by them. You know, I would just definitely modify the fellowship the way it needs to be so that you won't find yourself reoffended. I right, love you guys, gals. I got to go. Mm. Jordan, I answer your question and then I got to go. Ah, hmm. what is up when you, uh, what is up when you are used to men wanting you or all in love with you? But since I've been totally walking with God, no one sees me. God's blinded you. Not blinded. You. God has blinded them. Blindness is protection. You see what I'm saying? Um, a lot of people message me about this. You know what I tell them? It's a supernatural, uh, supernatural uh, protective mechanism that God places around certain people to keep them focused. When you went through a period of, man, man was all wanting to talk to me. Now nobody talked to me. God is doing that. And a lot of people get mad at God about that. Like, God, I know he see me. God, I made a way where there wasn't a way, and I got in front of him, and I got close to him in a Chipotle line. You see what I'm saying? I asked him, you know, oh, that's what you put in your burrito? I made myself seen. I made myself available, and the guy still didn't notice me. God is protecting you. God is keeping you focused. The fact that you asked that question it means that you're still maturing in the area. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you're maturing and you desire to mature. But God has hidden you because he knows you are attractive. You are whatever. You are who you are. And if he opens the eyes, if he if he, if he he opens the eyes of men about you, then you will be distracted being pursued by uh, all these other guys. God blinds you, especially women, because men will just pursue. God will keep you hidden. Because he knows he wants to get rid of certain things out of you so that you can become ready for when the right one sees you. A lot of women go through that. God is hiding you. Stay hidden. Don't get discouraged. Don't get insecure. Don't put on extra makeup. Don't put the short skirt, or sh- uh, skirt shorter. Don't, don't try to reveal yourself because you're looking crazy. God's got you hidden because he wants you focused and he wants you to grow into the woman that you need to be. So that you can receive and be and be received or be pursued by the right one. Hope to help. So don't get discouraged when no one sees you. God sees you and God blinded their eyes so they can't see you in that way. 
so that you can stay focused on the right way so that you can end up being married the, on, on the right day. You see what I'm saying? So you can be with the right person on the right day. Hope that help. Oh, let's see. All right, good question. I'm out. What is my place? I am speaking with someone who is a believer, but is also a, a sociology professor. I don't know what that means. Let me see. Let me let me look up on Google's. Because one thing, coach, coach ain't going to act like he knows something and he don't know it. Let me look it up real quick. Social definition. The study of the development structure and function of human society. The study of social prop, soci sociology. Hmm. Professor, I feel he is fighting the social. I feel he is fighting the social issues. I am more know from mind Christ in this in this solution. I know. That's why you got to watch who you marry, man. Y'all got to have uh, same mind, same focus. Because when people ask me, Josh, what are your thoughts on social issues? I say, you know what? I'm socially involved in the school, helping change the mind of kids. I don't go on Twitter. I don't go on Facebook because that's not the right place to be a social justice warrior. What I do is I'm a warrior and a fighter of Christ first. I push his causes. Do I care about social justice? Do I care about abuse and negligence and all the things that surrounds our world? Yes, I do. But I make sure I put my hands and feet where I can have the best fruit and the best uh, opportunity to change the minds of those that listen. So if you're in a person that's super, 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 super pro-social justice and you're, you trust in the justice of Christ and your part in whatever God has placed you, you just might want to consider that relationship uh, and just, uh, you know, first off, is this who God has for me? Am I wasting my time? Um, but don't allow your idle, uh, insecurities, don't allow loneliness to make you, well, at least he's smart. <laughs> at least he's a professor. Just because a man has a title, just because a man has, has a, a, a vast vocabulary and has some prestige to him doesn't mean he's a man of God. I bet you, I bet you, I bet you will buy last dollar. You would rather be with a buck tooth Jim who know the word and, and, it, and it works on cars than you would a man who got a million certain dollars and don't really follow Jesus. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be in the next Tyler Perry movie. You know what I'm saying? I'm just joking. Hope they help y'all. Love y'all. Gotta go. Um, I'll probably do, I definitely would do another Q and A this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna do a lot more Q and A's until I really get myself in a rhythm, getting back into the school system. And getting uh, and getting uh, this next book done, so developing messages like the one I did the other day that was deposited by God. So anytime I get a download, then that's when I'll deliver a message like that. But but in the meantime, I'll do a lot more Q and A's. Make sure you hit the notification bell, and make sure you subscribe so that you can when when you see the notification, you can hop right in and get your question because I know I got a ton. Mm hmm. Yep. Y'all know. Y'all know I wish I can do all this. Why would a guy bring up the subject of marriage and ask you a lot of questions about your personal day in life if he doesn't like you? I can't skip everybody. That's wrong with me. I'm sorry. Mm, why would a guy bring up? Man, if a guy's bring up the subject of marriage soon, man, let that man listen. You got a game recognized game. You got to know what games are being played out there. Please don't skip mine. Yeah, see, since I just dis I disrespect y'all, my bad. Let me find Daniel because he called. He, he, that's a good call out. I appreciate that, man. Keep me account, holding me accountable. Let me find Daniel's question because he because I, I did skip y'all. Let me make sure I. Oh, y'all gonna all be mad now. 
I can't find Daniel. I'm going to skip mine. Daniel, where is yours at, man? I can't find yours, fam. Now I'm skipping everybody. Please don't skip mine. But where is yours at, fam? It's cool, Coach. You answered my question directly through another question. I'm glad. I'm glad I did. I probably asked and asked answered a lot of people's questions. Daniel, where you at, man? See, this this is this is me being being nice. I'm, I'm a nice guy. But then if I skip, if I skip, then I skip, skip. Then I'm gonna have to do everybody that I skip. Daniel, man, I don't see a question, man. And this this stuff is small and coach. Coach Eyes. My bad, fam. I can't find yours. I, uh, I can't find yours, man. I can't find yours. I try. Oh, what about a guy? What about a guy who says he follows Jesus but seems to be watching porn all the time, lack communication, and keeps secrets? Let him go. The Bible says, if anyone desires to follow me, let him first deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. You do not want to follow a man that's not following Christ. And following Christ means the letting go of those kind of things. Because what you don't want to do is be in a relationship with a person, that a man that watches porn all the time, lacks communication and keeps secret. That's the recipe of disaster. So believe what a person tells you or shows you. See? Her sons and arrows said, I married a man just like that. Yep. So to answer your question, believe what you see, not what you hear. Believe what you see more than you believe what you. Any advice about being on? See, y'all got me in trouble. Let me stop. I'm out. I'm out. Because now everybody, but you're going to be mad at me. I can't skip. I can't skip. Love you guys. Y'all be blessed. Go to my website, IamUnplugged.com for everything that I do. If you want one-on-one coaching, hit me up. I got some spots available. I may be making spots available during the week. If you want to give the support, my wife and I's mentoring program, Propel. Here's our logo, Propel. You can do so at WePropel.Education. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to Propel CLT. If you just want to support the movement here, you can do that there. I got six books on Amazon, Unplug, World War Me, The Purpose of Singleness, The Purpose of Freedom, which is a soul, my Soul Ties book, Dating Prep, and my first children's book, As He Says, As is for the Students I Serve, Two Card Games, Dating Prep. That card game is powerful. I'm going to start promoting that a little bit more because I get a lot of, or I got I get a handful of messages from people that says that game is helping them. It's a dating game for every stage of relationship, even yourself. Questions for you to ask them. There's a dating book, dating prep book that goes with that card game. It's all available on my website now. All my books at the school because I want to show the kids. I show the kids that, you know, I'm an author that kind of inspires and all that good stuff. But all that's on my website, imunplugged.com. Games at ezzygames.com. But all that's on my website. The coaching, the games, the one-on-one coaching, the free courses, the books are on there for you to get on Amazon. Get all those resources. Make sure you comment below. Let me know what you got from this. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Peace.